You'll tell yourself that. Because if you want to know what the problem is with the team, look at the manager, the general manager, who doesn't manage a goddamn thing, but manages to make himself look stupid as hell on these pressers. I'm tired of every week seeing this dude get up here and embarrass himself and utterly embarrass us by proxy. <laughs> he, embar- he embarrassing us by proxy and giving all of these other people ammunition, and they're sitting there laughing at this buffoon. It's amazing, man. Mike Triplett framed that perfectly, and this dude, well, we're not worried about that because you don't know what the hell going on. You don't do uh, evaluations until after the season is over with, so you don't know what's going on with the team. You basically, he got his thumb stuck up his butt most of the year, sitting on his ass because he's too emotional to do his job. So, no, I'm not expecting Mickey Lomas to understand what the, the entirety of what's going on with the team, even though you know, the players know, the press know. They're trying to give him the game. But this is what happens when you got a dinosaur over the team. All right, shout out to the Ultimate Streams TV. Oh, yeah, he's definitely full of it, bro. Thank you for that. Brom says, everybody needs to realize they're being gripped. <laughs> yes. I Chantel says, Mickey letting this team become the New Orleans Raiders. He he really is, Chantel. And he says, uh, Raiders, they, and she, and she, they keep getting the Raiders leftovers. Indeed, appreciate you, Queen. School, what's up, my brother? Thank you for gifting uh, five pro mem- memberships. Thank you, bro, for that. And much love to my, my girl, Tasha. Where's the ushers when you need them? Yeah, keep, yeah, I, no, this is this is really crazy. Nah, I ain't gonna take a sip, Tasha, because number one, I ain't got nothing to sip on. I wish I did. <laughs> well, this guy's crazy, man. But thank y'all all, man. Appreciate y'all all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I mean, look, I, 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 there's a lot of things about our team that I really, really like too. So. Look, I like that that we played hard. I like that we finished uh, four out of the last five. Um, effort, um, you know, those kinds of things that happen in games. Even when things were going poorly, we're, we're, we're really good. Um, got a lot of, you know, I had a lot of individual talks with players. and No, you weren't. When things were going very poorly, you wasn't good. See, and... And people say, well, Q, how are you messing this up? Fam, I'm not just spitting hot air like this buffoon on the screen is. Listen, I'm, I know what time it is. We sit here for week, day after day, week after week, month after month with this team. We studied all the film. We listened to all of the pressers that they could give us from players and coaches. And every week we got Loomis on there. And I'm telling you right now, that the issue with this team, when they were bad, they was not good. And the reason why he doesn't know that is because he don't under, he, he's not a real general manager. What can I tell you? He's not a real general manager. A real general manager would know what's going on with his team. So when Mike Triplett reframed the question and told him about some of the players discussing the stuff that was going on, he then said, yeah, we're not worried about that, which you should be because that is something you're supposed to be getting on any thought of cracks in the armor of your team you should be you're supposed to be on it this guy is past his prime family can i tell you this is what old general managers who are out of touch with today's nfl and have a a out of date or out of style general manager but he's not even a real general manager i'm not going to keep saying it because he's not he's not a gm they gave him the title but he does nothing the general manager does except for spend money and then he gives weak ass uh, 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 talks to players after the season over where they can't do nothing about the season. Eh? Why are you pressers? Where are you give dumb, stupid ass comments at during the season? It's none of these. There's none of this stuff these people can answer because they're not serious about winning. They're not. 
how could you keep Dennis Allen with Bill Belichick out there and all these other fantastic coaches that are, that work they're worth their salt. They know how to coach team. How are you holding on to Dennis Allen with all these other coaches out here? He's a great coach. He's out of his dumb mouth. He's not serious, fam. He, nobody loves somebody that much, and we still don't know how much Dennis Allen's contract is. They still keeping that disclosed. Uh, the presser, nobody asked a question about Dennis Allen's. How much is Dennis Allen's contract? Could you officially let us know how many years on the contract? And then most people say, well, Q, it's a three or four deal between such. I don't want to know between and, and, and guesstimations. What's the actual contract, fam? It's a, it's a question. Nobody asked the question because I'm pretty sure they probably told them don't ask about it. Because somebody would ask the question, what's the contract and how much on, how long is it? How much is it worth? Because it's undisclosed. And people said some sports key to stuff that's not accurate. The cl- the contract is, is not disclosed. They, they, they have not disclosed the true information of the contract. People are guesstimating online about it. But it's the thing with this guy. It's just crazy. Mickey Loomis is not the right man for that general manager job. He need to get up off that job. I hope these people hear what I'm saying because you are wasting time. Mickey Loomis is a time-wasting troll. He is. I'm sorry to say that. This is not cap. Mickey Loomis is a time-wasting troll. He literally told who that nation, we got to be patient. Who tells their people that? And it's been three years of playoff funk. And you got to be patient. You got to be patient. No, 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 no. We're not being patient with your ass. You got to go. You're standing in the way of progress. You need to go. You really see, because Dennis Allen would not be a problem if he knew what a coach looked like. And and it's just ridiculous, man, at the same time. And, and I came away from those feeling really positive about a lot of things. You said, you, said uh, you wanted to change offensively. Are you referring to like a, a kind of a step away from what y'all have done for a long time here with Sean and, and Pete? Or, or is this just a, just a matter of getting a new set of eyes? In? Yeah, it's a- I think that remains to be seen. How concerned you are uh, with the future of Ryan Ramchick always going to be a top lineman and with his knee issue? Yeah, I think, look, anytime you have a good player who's going through uh, you know, a tough thing um, health-wise, you're always concerned. Um, and yet, you know, I have a positive feeling about where, where he's going to end up, and I think he does as well. When it comes to the offense coordinator, it's obviously been a long time since there's been a change in that regard. Is is that search different from, say, a position coach? Is there a bit more weight to it, and do you approach it differently? Um, yeah, I mean, it's different because the responsibilities are different. Um, you know, particularly when you have a defensive head coach and you're looking for an offensive coordinator. Yeah, just no different than when, when Sean was a head coach and we, you know, we went through uh, searches for defensive coordinators. So, yeah, it, it, it's different. What are you looking for in the next offensive coordinator? I mean, coming off of the, you know, part of the ways the guy that was around for 18 years, it gives you an opportunity to really know what it is that you like. Yeah. What are you um, looking for in the next guy? Yeah, I think we have a set of criteria um, that a lot of different guys can fill. We're just kind of going through that process now, so I think I'll leave it at that. How did you view Derek's first year during the Yeah, I think he did a lot of good things and, and uh, wasn't perfect for certain, but – he did a lot of good things. And, and listen, I think that um, he was hurt uh, for a good portion of the season, um, probably more so than, you know, he would let on or that, or, or that was out there. So uh, I felt like he kind of hit a stride toward the end and, and we did collectively too. So, um, and he's not the only um, um, player or position that, that that was the case for. Really interesting because we know we was waiting for that great giblet. 
of information. Well, you know, he was hurt for most of the season, the same season where you were denying the fact that he was hurt. You see, this is the same game. They're so schizophrenic. They do this all the time. When people was asking about the health of Derek Carr, Dennis Allen was saying at the time, and the Saints were saying that Derek Carr was fine. Why is he, when he got slammed down in the Green Bay game, had to go to the hospital to get his, his chest x-rayed? Not his shoulder, but his chest. We said, hold on, what? And then during the season, the Saints hid his rib injury. He had broken ribs. The Saints lied about it and hid it for the entirety of the season. And then at the back, toward the back end of the season, of course, the end of the season press conference, here's the stuff about Dennis. Well, you know, you know, Derek Carr played mostly hurt during the season. I thought you said that Dennis Allen said none of those injuries had any impact on Derek Carr's plan or what he was doing out there. That's what they said at the season. So they're just liars, man. You just got to remember what these people say, man. That's what I'm That's the difference between the great Saint Tank Tank and some, some dumb fan somewhere that will say, well, whatever Mickey Loomis says, he's the man. I'll, I'll believe him. I'll believe him. Whatever he says, you know, it's just ridiculous, man. It's it, they, these people are unbelievable. I'm not going to let them use the car excuse of being injured when they denied it the entire season. So screw you on that. Make it look surprised how well Andrews played at left tackle because usually you don't talk about him. I mean, he's doing his job. And I, I thought he was outstanding considering that, you know, mean he's a guard and then how he finished the whole season at left tackle. Yeah, I would, I would say, yeah, you know, he gets, he gets thrown back out there um, and did, and did a good job. He, he did. Um, Really pleased with that, and I think I think that gives him some confidence as well. Every offseason is a balancing act between putting together the best roster and staying fiscally responsible. Yeah. Do you ever get to the point where, when you're over the cap every offseason, where you look at it and say, you, you mean like every year? <laughs> What's that? You mean like every year? Yeah, like every year. Where you say maybe we need to look at the financial foundation for the future yeah. and maybe make some tough decisions with older players and count on our player development and drafting and free agency and roll the dice a little counting on younger people to yeah. evolve. Yeah. I think, I, yeah, we go through that process every, every year in the off season. And, you know, I've said this before is that, um, we had kind of a vision and a plan for post Drew Brees. And then, you know, COVID hits and we get this big setback. Relative. Hold on, bro. Hold on. You did not have a plan for Drew Brees. They did not, man. Oh, let's see. That's what I'm saying with these, this bull, man. This is BS. He did not have a plan for Drew Brees. Let me tell you what Mickey, the troll Loomis's plan for Drew Brees was. The big Drew Brees who could barely lift his arm. So it it happened, family. Listen, it happened when Tom Brady left New England. The, the this is how it went. We covered it at the time, and I don't romanticize these things. Y'all know I don't. I tell it like it is. And what happened was Drew Brees was deciding on whether or not he wanted to play. Drew was what every bit of 38, 39 years old. He was already beat up at the back end of the season. He was having all type of issues. And he had arm problems with his arm. Drew, what happened was Tom Brady wanted to come to New Orleans and play for the Saints. He was waiting to see what the Saints were going to do with Drew Brees. This is a fact. 
that Tom Benson still to this day is pissed off about. That's why he did everything he did do and played as long as he could play to take all of Drew Brees' records down. That's what he did. He wanted to come to New Orleans because the word on the street is that uh, the contract was up and it was time for Drew Brees to go. And I was like, why are we waiting for Drew, for, for Drew Brees to make up his mind? Mickey Loomis sat on his ass and waited all that time for Drew Brees to make a decision on what he was going to do. Drew was done at that point. He really was. Right now, Drew can't even have excess. He can't even use his right arm right now. A lot of that was happening at that time. So instead of going to get another quarterback or do something else, they sat there. He sat there. Mickey Loomis sat on his ass and waited for Drew Brees to make a decision. And Drew decided to come back for, I think, for one year another year to come back. And when that happened about a few, a few days to a week later, Tom Brady signed with the Patriots for the same amount of money that drew Brees got the same amount of time. He got the multiple years and he signed that contract and the money was very similar, but he wanted to come to new Orleans and play for the saints and the saints could not and would not release a old ass ineffective drew Brees who was totally beaten up. They did not have a plan. Their plan was to wait on Drew Brees to make his mind up. This guy is full of it, man. They're full of it. He had no plan, just like he don't have a plan right now. I know this. This is what I do, man. This is what I do. It's great. Relative to the uh, the cap and finances. And so that's that's caused us to recalibrate a little bit. But the answer to the question is yes, we do do that. Um, I'm not going to tell you what we're doing, but we do do that. And, and we have, you know, we have to make up some ground. There's no question, you know, over a, a period of time here, we're going to have to make up some ground cap wise. The thinking behind uh, the timing uh, of reworking Marshawn Latimer's bonus, like while the season is still going on and making it an option bonus. Like, I mean, obviously some of those. Yeah, it's, just, it's just cap management. You know, I don't want to get into details of it. There wasn't a, a purpose to be like that. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what the purpose is. You can pretty much guess what the purpose is, bro. It ain't, it ain't hard to tell what you're doing. You're just being irresponsible. I mean, Mickey Loomis said several years ago, put one in the chat if you remember Mickey Loomis said he wanted to work the cap back to the black. Remember that? Put one in the chat if you remember that. See, I, I remember all of this. I was calling it at the time because the thing, the kicking of the can philosophy is about to tear the ass and to tear the saints up It's about to because number one, they're not drafting as well as they were. Number two is some of the guys that they're bringing in and not having the same impact and players that are getting older, you know, that the saints are not doing enough to replace or replenish guys or bring guys in to replace some of our guys that are getting older. It is a complete rarity to have a Demario Davis that continue to play at that level. That usually doesn't happen. There's usually a decline. So Demario Davis is a gem. He is like, he's a exception to the rule. You don't usually see that on declining players, that they continue to be one of the best players on the team like Demario was. He led the team in tackles. He was phenomenal. But you don't usually see that. Look at a Cam Jordan example. Cam had he had an ankle issue that he got and he got two sacks. He was not as effective as he usually was. And a lot of that, you know, you can kind of chalk up to his health. He's getting older. He don't rehab back from injuries as fast as he used to. Tyron Matthew had a pretty solid season, but these players are rarities when it comes down to that. 
sooner or later, it's going to catch them. Father time will catch up to them. It happens to everybody. It happens. So that's why we deal with time windows. Like how much time do you have to get a championship and see, let's not get sidetracked by the BS, by this gum chewing idiot. The bottom line is they supposed to be playing for Super Bowls. That was the idea when they brought Dennis Allen. It was supposed to be a continuation. Wasn't a rebuild. It was a continuation of them supposed to be trending upward. They went seven and 10 and then nine and eight with a soft schedule and a wide open NFC South, which they failed to win. See nine and eight is not a success story. Not for a team that's several that that that's that's an older team in the NFL. You're supposed to be in the playoffs competing for championships. That's what this two to three year window is. And if you're not doing that, what he's talking about don't make no sense. It doesn't make any sense. But we we just hear excuses. That's all we hear. All right, shout out to the fam. I appreciate y'all. Trace, yeah, much love. All right, uh, Tariq's. Hidden history says, I know a time, <laughs> I, I know a time wasting troll when I see one. And this Mickey guy, oh, yeah, no doubt about it. That is definitely a time wasting troll. Shout out to you, bro. Princess Lewis says, uh, Icky needs, <laughs> Icky needs to go, uh, to go, but he invested, he is in the will of the team. And Gail, and he like, see, that's a problem, man. That's a problem. <laughs> this is Mickey Babble. Okay, yeah, you go. That <laughs> you're right, you're right. But see, that's the thing. There's a problem. Mickey Luma, see, this is this arrogance, this elitism. I'm not, I, I'm not going to do that. All these weird things that he said and him sitting up here smacking that gum. He done took a half a dozen squigs of water or coffee or whatever in that cup. There is no flavor in that nasty piece of gum he chewing. But this, like I said, this is like a nervous thing. He's chewing that gum because he knowing them questions coming and he can't dodge them. But I don't, it, it's just ridiculous, man. It's repugnant. Let's try to get through this. Foot. It's just, it's just cap. It's just cap management. That's what it is. Since 2017 draft was incredible. Since then, how would you evaluate what you've done since then? And will you, will you tweak your philosophy as far as the draft? Have you evaluated that as to what you might do to maybe get some more results there? Yeah. Um, well, look, I think a number of these drafts, you know, the the results have yet to be written. Um, and look, 2017 was incredible, right? It, it uh, I don't expect to duplicate that every year. I'd like to duplicate that every year, but don't have that expectation. So, um, no, I, I think our philosophies are sound, and, and I don't see that changing. Yeah, I'm just curious. See, he has no answers, bro. Why call this press conference? If you're just going to keep doing the same thing, what's the difference? You're going to bring in another offensive coordinator. Now, listen, you have see, oh my God, this dude is everything that's wrong with the Saints is Mickey Lomas, man. Or is it clear now? The reason why you got Dennis Allen because of this idiot, that this disrespectful way he's approaching this whole situation, this is the end of season presser. People want answers from him. And this is what you get. The, the drafting process over the last several years of players have not been, it's, it's been deteriorating. It's one of the things that keeps the kicking of the can mentality going because if you hit on some players in the draft, you know, those are cheaper contracts than actually going out there to free agency and using those. So you develop the young players, you bring them into roles, 
and you have success. Now, the Saints do a very extraordinary job of drafting undrafted guys, or not drafting, but picking up undrafted guys, rather, and bringing them on to the team. And then having those guys to work their way up into special team roles and ultimately into starting roles like we did Rashid Shaheed and we did Juwan Johnson, you know, guys like that. It works. But outside of that, we're not really, you know, doing it. Now, this past draft, Brian Bercy showed some stuff. Jordan Howden showed some stuff. Kendra Mill on the back end of the season showed some stuff, you know. A.T. Perry showed some stuff. So we did have some guys that showed some stuff. But for every A.T. Perry, there's a Trevor Pennon who's a first-round pick who was buried on the, on, the, on the active roster. Buried. What's the sense of that? And I, I told those, and then they act like they didn't know it was our fault. I was telling them, I told them that Penning shouldn't be a left, uh, no, that rookie shouldn't be a left tackle protecting the quarterback blindside. He crashed and burned. And instead of lifting him up and elevating him with his confidence, they just buried him on the depth chart. They ain't tried to move him around and say, listen, let's just try him at right tackle. See how he does. They didn't do that. They just buried him. He was having confidence issues. He talked about that during the season when the reporters asked him. that he, he, had, he confessed that he'd been dealing with confidence issues. How's his confidence right now? The first round draft pick. But they're going to keep doing the same thing. So it's just, like I said, this is a dinosaur, fam. This is what a dinosaur. And we expect that sooner or later a giant meteorite to smash the hell out of him and that sour-ass gum. It didn't, it didn't come out yesterday, but maybe it, it wouldn't. Or is anybody on the current staff up for the OC job? I mean, or is that not? Yeah, I, I'm going to keep that list to ourselves right now. Um but it'll, you know, uh, those candidates will come out ev- eventually. Okay, how about uh, with Coach Marone? Um, a lot of fans have asked me, like, uh, how he's developing the offensive line and you know, guys putting up their expectations. And I mean, I don't know, it's just a rumor. I like, know oh, he might end up retiring the only year that he's coach. Of. So, where do you think Coach Marone's at along with the offensive line right now? Yeah, I think he's a fantastic coach. I do. And I haven't heard anything about him retiring, so that would be a surprise to me. You mentioned some of the stats earlier about, like, maybe not paying attention to them. You've seen this league evolve over decades. Yeah. Where do you kind of, or how do you reconcile the data-driven analytics versus kind of that gut feel, so to say? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, look, I, 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 I think that analytics have been around a long, long time, way longer than we've been talking about them. Um, they, were, they existed in 1983 when I started. We just didn't call them analytics. Um, I think it's 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 a tool in the toolbox, right? And you have to um, view it as such. And so I just look at it. And look, we got a lot more data, a lot more information than we did certainly then. And even in the last you know three or four years, we got a lot more um, data to, that we need to pay attention to. And so we do. But it's a tool in the toolbox. And there's still, um, you know, some of these analytics tell you to go for it on every fourth down, right? Well, what if you don't have a fourth down play that you like, right? What if you have a player that's injured at a particular position that's key to, so there's just a lot of. The analytics don't tell you to go for it every fourth down play, Mickey. What are you talking about, bro? What are you talking about? 
what is what is what's wrong with this dude? What's going on here? These movements that he's what is he talking about? What was what what is he babbling? What is what is he what is happening here? I mean, what the hell what the hell is Mickey Loomis talking about for real? What is he talking about? You know, it's my good factors and variables. And so I look at uh, analytics as valuable, but a tool in the toolbox. Nineteen eighty-three. People ask this question, and you know, rumors get out there with social media and stuff like that. You've been doing this a long time. Your role is not changing here. You seem energetic about recalibrating the organization. The front office is staying the same. As far as your position, yeah, I saw a couple of things. That was just made up. Whatever. I saw. I know what you're referencing. Somebody just made that up. That's never been discussed or talked about. Now, am I slower? Yeah, I probably ran a four-five when I was thirty, and I don't think I could run five flat right now. So I am slower. What is he talking about? <laughs> what? What? What is he? What is he talking about here, dude? Bro, the general people are at, and see this is what happens. That's not been talked about. See, he's so so smug and so comfortable in his position that he would not dare think about giving up the general manager position. Where is David Lucia, who his damn boss is? Where is he at to say, you know what, now, nah, Mickey, your time has come, bro. You've been doing this for 20 years, and we appreciate your service. But this is a this is a younger person's league. You've been involved with the NFL for almost 40 years, 37 to be precise. It is time for you to relinquish at least one of these titles that you have because you're not a very good general manager. You don't manage to do shit but to work on the who that nation's nerves. You don't manage to do nothing but chew the hell out of some nasty-ass gum, which don't have any flavor. You done dr- drowned it four or five times of water. <laughs> nasty bastard. But at the end of the day, I don't, it's, it, it, that needs to be a discussion that needs to be talked about because Kai Harley is getting interviewed by other people. They're interested in him. You do not want to bring up young executives and then have them pilfered by other teams. Just because you have him and he doesn't want to release the general manager position. See, he doesn't have the vision to understand that you need to move up in a way to allow younger people to come up into the organization so they can stay valid. He doesn't even have that foresight. He wants to smash his nasty ass and stay there all the time on top of the team, suffocating them. That's why I'm saying he's too comfortable. Any organization that's worth itself has to promote younger people into the structure to keep it more vibrant. You've done it for 20-something years. It's time for you to leave it alone and let somebody else do it because you failed the last two years. But do this face, look at his face. Does he look like he's serious about anything? Once again, this is y'all remember this when it comes time for them to start promoting to you to buy season tickets. And to go to these crawfish boils and the bullshit that they throw to try to sucker you into it or the training camp and all this nonsense. Y'all remember this stuff and do not go to these people's events. This is what you are promoting. This is what you are supporting is a smug bastard who won't who don't take nothing serious. He didn't even give you the honor of having an end of the season press conference when he take the nasty gum out of his mouth and stop smacking and chewing in the press and, and, and doing all these weird ass movements. He was not professional at all. How dare he insult the who that nation and the great St. Tank tank with this bullshit. 
with these dumb comments, these ridiculous back-ass comparisons of these comps between Allen and Tom Landry, Allen and Sean Payton, Allen and Bill Belichick, who's arguably the greatest coach in NFL history. Seriously, this is what we're supporting. Y'all know what y'all need to do. But, yeah. You know, I've, get, I've been asked that question. You get asked that when you get to a certain age, right? Whatever age that is. And I've said, look, I'm just going to wake up one morning and say this is the day. And it's not going to be tomorrow, but everything for the next 10 years is open. We'll see. If everything for the next 10 years is open. So you mean to tell me that he wants to remain the general manager for the next 10 years. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Everything is open the next 10 years. So he is not going to have, so if Kai Harley gets pilfered by somebody else, he's just going to let it go. Well, it's not my time yet. I'm going to sit here and collect this check as long as they will let me do it. (laughs) Man, this is insane. This is insane. Y'all caught that, Brother John? Did you catch that? Did you catch that? Did y'all catch that? People say, Q, is he going anywhere right now? I'm not going. It, the next 10 years are open. Every Anything after that. Man, are you serious? So you're going to get 10 years more of Mickey Loomis, really? So he's he, he ain't going until he after 30 plus years. So he wants to leave at 50, around 50 years of being <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh my goodness bro what what is going on here this guy is and he lost it he talking about leaving he's already 37 years and he talking about going out at 47 years are we are we serious is this what we going to do see he has no intentions of getting out of the way even though we're saying listen keep your dumb ass vice president job you're not doing anything anyway and let somebody else have the general manager position let Kai, a younger guy, take the Saints into the next 20 years as their general manager. That's what we're asking for. We're asking the Saints brass uh, and the rest of them people to do that. I, I, yeah, I know just where you're going with that, Prime. I'm asking for him to be removed as the general manager. Let him keep, because he got two titles. He got VP and GM. Let him keep the VP. And we're asking for general manager, somebody else. Let Kai be. Kai is the assistant general manager. Promote Kai and let him be the general manager. It's time, Saints. Gail, Dennis, Lucia, y'all need to get involved here because this is crazy. I'm telling. I'm listen. I'm warning you guys that you better get active and do something about the hierarchy of the Saints. I'm telling you because you cannot listen to me now. But when the time come, you gonna get smashed in your in your ass with these with this with this these tickets and this money. I'm telling you, people are not playing with you about this whole Mickey Loomis thing. 